Don't be a sad sack. Low-status man's fall from grace. An excerpt from Andy Nowicki's Ruminations of a Low-Status Male, Volume 3, now available on Kindle and in paperback. I want you to want me, cheap trick. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, human league. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. The doors. Every man wants to be wanted. Unfortunately, desire is not an infinite or even an abundant trait. Therefore, some men must needs go unwanted. That is to say, their desire to be desired must needs go unmet. What truly weeds out the wheat from the chaff, or the men from the boys, is how a man responds to being unwanted. He cannot help wanting to be wanted, for that, it may be said, is inevitable, an aspect of his genetic makeup which cannot be jettisoned. Unrequited desire to be desired cannot help but produce sadness. Lack of companionship cannot help but result in loneliness. That said, there are certain things that are perfectly within one's power and control. Being unwanted is unpleasant, since we desire to be desired, and an unmet desire is a source of sorrow. Nevertheless, one needn't respond to such a circumstance by being a sad sack in one's behavior, demeanor, or outlook. Sad sackery is in fact contemptible, because it demonstrates an absence of character and an overall lack of pride and dignity. The sad sack wants everyone to know how miserable he is, and he wants to be soothed and consoled. If the sad sack can't be wanted, being low status, he asks to have his ego massage concerning his unwanted condition. He wishes to be told that he is wanted, even if he isn't, because he prefers a comforting lie to a discomforting truth. Sad Sackery feeds into the self-improvement seminar movement and the PUA, or pickup artist, scene. A sad sack is an easy mark for hucksters with an interest in selling their wares. Neediness, obviously, reveals the existence of a need, and a need signifies a probable propensity to shell out cash in order the need may be met. Unscrupulous gurus prey upon sad sacks like vultures feasting upon the entrails of a carcass. It makes for an unseemly sight, but it is nevertheless informative to witness, because it showcases the extent of many men's tendency to grab at something, anything, which could conceivably salvage their egos from the fact that they are, in reality, unwanted. False Self-Assurance and Nature's Honey Trap what might be still worse, however, is the sight of a man who attempts to convince himself in some mode or manner that he needn't improve, that he is, in fact, wanted, that he is fine just the way he is. Such a one is not mistaken, to be sure, in making an effort to reach self-acceptance. Instead, what is unseemly is his trying to make himself seek validation in such a manner, which is frankly unbefitting of a man. Eschewing sad saccharine, 
essentially means embracing the dignity of Stoicism. Yet Stoicism is a difficult prospect because it requires a degree of self-control far beyond that which is typically called for. In most cases, after all, one is asked to display discipline through times of scarcity in order eventually to be allowed to be fed. The way a hungry man waits until supper time to eat instead of indulging in an unhealthy and unedifying indulgence in a snack. But what if this anticipated future feeding, in fact, never happens? Can a man remain dignified and restrained in his behavior, not out of a conviction that it will surely be greater later, that a reward is in the offing provided that one hangs in there long enough? That is, can he remain dignified and restrained even if it turns out that the dignity and restraint he displays in the face of scarcity is in fact an end in itself? Because the des desired nourishing treat is in fact not in the offing at all. Here is another way to examine the matter. All men have certain, shall we say, needs. These needy aspects of our character aren't limited to the vulgarly hormonal or the repugnantly glandular. Instead, they are psychically real aspects of our deepest being. There is a built-in desire for companionship, for affirmation, for intimacy, for all of the fruits which derive from positive and loving human relationships. We need these things in a sense, analogically speaking, just as we need food, drink, and oxygen in order to live. But what if, in truth, these naturally derived desires are in fact a kind of honey trap? What if, through a grotesque turn of events, nature has rigged us in a manner whereby our desires are actually antithetical to our true best interests.